the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What is going on in Portland? I mean, they get people out there because they give crazy people special tax breaks or something. I was there a long time ago. Seemed like a nice town. But how did it become liberal to the point of insanity, which is what it appears to have reached at this point? Uh, Portland is the city. We're talking about Oregon now, of course. Portland is the city that is in the process, uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago, of taking all of the urinals um, out of city-owned buildings because, you know, the zero point the point zero five percent or less of the population that might be transgender, you know, might need more gender-neutral bathrooms uh, in the future, and the city will have more flexibility to accommodate them by changing men's rooms to a non-gender room. So if they want to do that, they can't do that if there are urinals in there. So they just got rid of all the urinals. That's what's going on out out in uh, Portland. That's just one of the things. Um, so they eliminate all the urinals, and they're, they're only for men anyway, so they're just another sign of the patriarchy. So it's a good reason to get rid of those urinals. And, of course, Portland is also where the home office, apparently, of Antifa is located. And now we're hearing about what the kiddies out there are being taught about Thanksgiving. Um, according to a piece by Mary Grabar, uh, Grabar at the uh, Federalist, eighth graders out there in Portland are being taught that Thanksgiving is a celebration of the genocide of the Indians by greedy capitalist Europeans. That's what they're being told. Eighth graders are being taught from Howard Zinn's book, a Young People's History of the United States, and Grauber is the author of a book called Debunking Howard Zinn, uh, who she says is a Marxist. We've talked about his uh, books here, and uh, you should be checking out to see who wrote your kids or your grandkids' history books uh, in school, in whatever school they're going to. Now, Howard's not a big fan of America. Howard Zinn, that is. Grauber uh, calls him a Marxist, so... Maybe you could ask the kids on Thursday when they're over for Thanksgiving or when you go visit them at Thanksgiving, you know, what they've been taught about Thanksgiving. In Zinn's books, the Indians are simple, peace-loving people. And uh, Columbus's landing was the beginning of a, quote, history of conquest, slavery, and death. Liberals, of course, would have you believe that when the evil white Europeans arrived on this side of the planet— the natives were out there spending their days, you know, chasing butterflies in the fields, maybe playing some lacrosse against the other tribes before all the tribes would get together and just have a really nice cookout. Of course, they were actually killing each other and sometimes eating each other, but that's we don't want to talk about that. They were We want to talk, uh, portray them as noble savages. And, of course, there is another side of the story, and Grabar, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, I keep pronouncing it differently, G-R-A-B-A-R. Anyway, she tries to point it out uh, that there's a different side to the story, but your kids or grandkids probably don't spend a lot of time on their phones reading pieces at the Federalist. So, you know, Thanksgiving is Thursday, and now it might be a good time to bring in Jarrett Stepman. He's the author of The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past. The last time we had him on the show was to talk about Columbus Day and what the liberals are teaching the kiddies about Columbus. Well, we'll talk Thanksgiving with him when we come back. Stick around. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took 
Confusing, tedious, worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yep, open enrollment is here again. You have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right for you. 724-884-1496 or at MarleyFG.com. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire infrared grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters and Solaire Infrared Grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. Needles and shots are one of the biggest fears in dentistry. In most cases, we have been able to completely eliminate that discomfort. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford is where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. The wand is pretty magical. The way that it can deliver the anesthetic without any sort of a pinch. Most patients don't even realize that I'm giving an injection. I've had a few patients say, well, when are you going to give me the shot? And I've already done it. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. So, Thursday is Thanksgiving, and you'll probably be doing what everybody else is doing, eating turkey with your family. But will your grandparents, uh, I'm sorry, your grandchildren, be celebrating the same way when they're your age? Uh, Jarrett Stepman of the Heritage Foundation is asking that question. He's the author of The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past, and he joins us now. Jarrett, thanks for being here again. Uh, thank you very much. So are we seeing the last generations of Americans who will celebrate Thanksgiving? Well, it, it does kind of seem absurd on its face. I mean, after all, Americans have almost universally celebrated Thanksgiving. I think some of the numbers are 55 million Americans are going to hit the road for this year's Thanksgiving. But at the same time, as a, as a holiday comes under attack, I mean, we I spoke to you 
uh, around Columbus Day. I mean, there was one time where Columbus was a universally admired hero in this country. Uh, there was a push starting in 1993 to change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day in Berkeley. People kind of laughed it off at the time. Today, you have cities around the country changing the name of the holiday. You can have the District of Columbia changing the name of the holiday. And many people, especially young school children, who think Columbus is a bad guy. Uh, a lot of the same work is going on with, with uh, Thanksgiving, with, of course, the initial first Thanksgiving that people uh, like to talk about between the, the Pilgrims and Wampanoag Indians. And I think that's coming under attack as well. And I think to a certain extent, while Thanksgiving is a bigger fish to fry, so to speak, uh, the attacks are very clear, especially from a lot of those on the far left. Thanksgiving stands for a lot of the things that they are very much against. I mean, this idea of of giving thanks, of, of, of giving thanks for the, the country that you have, the prosperity that's in this country, goes very much against the ideology of grievance uh, and thinking that America is ultimately bad at its core. Yeah, I, I, I don't have it in front of me here, but I seem to remember that, wasn't there, didn't Abraham Lincoln um, uh, release a, uh, a proclamation about Thanksgiving that made m- multiple references to God? Uh, that wouldn't go over too well with a president doing that now, would it? <laughs> well, well, definitely not. I think that's a lot of the other problems with it, too. I think that because there is a, a religious connotation to the holiday, I mean, it was uh, created, there's, in fact, one of the people who brought uh, Thanksgiving and made it such a national holiday, brought this attention to Abraham Lincoln, was a woman by the name of Sarah Josepha uh, Hale, who the, who's kind of the godmother of Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, bless this woman for, for what she did. She wanted to create a holiday in this country, a patriotic holiday in which Americans would give thanks, and spend a little time, uh, uh, certainly, uh, obviously, uh, uh, believed in, in religious liberty, believed that Americans needed to embrace religion, to, to be a virtuous people. And obviously it was incredibly important. You're in the midst of a civil war. Uh, stepping back and, and giving thanks, maybe to some, may seem to be uh, ridiculous. What do you have to be thankful for? But I think the message was very strong. Uh, we do have something to be thankful for, and we also need something like a National Day of Thanksgiving unite a country that is deeply divided he actually was calling for a national day of prayer um if you you know when you when you boil it down to what he was asking people to do and um and that's what that's what the holiday is still supposed to be but i mean i'm surprised the aclu hasn't gotten a hold of this yet well, there are a lot of men, and in fact, that tradition goes back also to, to George Washington in 1789, which was kind of a, a one-off day calling the nation to prayer and thanksgiving. Uh, obviously, Abraham Lincoln doubled down on that later, and obviously very much in line with the original Pilgrim holiday, the, the one from... Uh, 16, from 1621. I mean, that's, this is what is the spirit of the holiday. Obviously, there are many, especially on the hard left, who find that now deeply problematic, deeply problematic that America is ultimately very much, certainly compared to Western nations, uh, very much still a religious country. Amer- many Americans are still, certainly would call themselves Christians. And, and I think that's something that's seen as deeply problematic uh, for this holiday long term. Yeah, I talked in the opening of the show about what's being taught about Thanksgiving in the Portland schools, and uh, it's all coming from Howard Zinn's book. Uh, What is Zinn's take, and how has he rewritten the story? Well, in some ways, it's very similar to his narrative about Columbus and, and, and his foray to America. It's a similar narrative of the pilgrims are portrayed as these sinister, almost monsters. I mean, I think the distortions in some of Zinn's works are quite ridiculous, but he portrays the pilgrims as horrible monsters, and he portrays, essentially, uh, the Native Americans in the encounter, uh, essentially, in a sort of almost patronizing way, and makes it seem like the pilgrims were actually genocidal. He talks about King Philip War and things like this, and I think really distorts the historical record around that initial first Thanksgiving. And, of course, he blames this on, on rapacious Westerners, and, of course, his, his overall narrative is very much uh, a Marxist one. I mean, I think the guy was, was an avowed Marxist. I think a lot of people don't know about his Marxist leanings, but he had a very clear intention, which is to make Americans believe that their traditions, that, their, their, that what the country was built upon, uh, was something evil and racist and bad, and that it had to be replaced by something. And, of course, you can imagine what that would be replaced with. Yeah, that's nice that that's what he was after, you know, to get people to not like America anymore and to, to you know, just disregard everything they've ever heard about the country that's good. 
uh, it's nice that he feels that way. But how did how did his books show up and in, and in, you know I don't know what percentage of high schools in America, especially well, if he's I mean, a Marxist. They, they, there there have been there's been a long term push, especially by the so called Howard Zinn Project, to push this curriculum uh, into high schools around the country. I mean Zinn's books. I don't know what the exact percentages are. I don't think there's actually those numbers out there. But it is considered one of the most highly used uh, book in uh, American high schools, certainly public high schools, which I think is a very startling fact. And it's quite incredible. Even those at the time on the left when his book was released in 1980 had a lot of criticisms of his actual history. I think it's very badly sourced. It is not a good book, but it does serve its purpose. It serves an ideological purpose. It's supposed to flow into the kind of identity politics that have become so toxic in our own time, and has really affected, I think, generations now of American, young Americans, who have, in many cases, turned against their history, who simply think America was built on bad things, uh, and don't now have a very deep understanding, don't have the kind of informed patriotism that really undergirded the Republic at one point, and that's, that's deeply disturbing. But I, I just, I mean, I don't expect you to, to necessarily know how this originated, but um, at, at what point did, did educators decide that this book was a good idea? I mean, uh, uh, or, or did, they, did, it, did it look good? Was it, you know, was it a really pretty cover and did it sound like it was a good book? Did any of them actually read it before they decided to have it be the, the, uh, the book that they're going to use for their history classes? Well, as history, it's very bad, but as ideology, it's very potent. I think that the message that it peddles is a very powerful one. It's, it's telling students that essentially uh, their country is against them, that America, really, you've been deceived all these years, that really was based on bad things, unlike you've been, what you've been told. And I think that's a very powerful message to many. I think grievance is a very, I think, easy idea to glom onto. I think it's a very negative idea, but I think it is a very potent ideological uh, agenda, and I think that while the history itself is very bad to uh, maybe a high school student who hasn't really been educated in a deeper understanding of American history, those ideas do sound very powerful. I mean, when when your teacher comes up to you and says, well, look, I mean, America was based on these bad things, that the pilgrims were genocidal, that Columbus was a villain, that the founders were just a bunch of uh, racists, uh, they may not have a response to that right away, and I think that's something that I do hope I do in my book, The War on History, try to correct uh, those historical untruths and, and give people a deeper understanding of the past and come to an appreciation of their history. But that has to be built on a, on a foundation of knowledge, and it's why I think Zinn has had such inroads into American classrooms, I think deeply and fortunately. We're talking to Jared Stepman of the Heritage Foundation. He's also the uh, author of The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past. Uh, so you, you say it's a conspiracy. Um, that's a strong word. That would um, the the connotation there is that there are people out there who were planning this all along. Let's come up with a book that can um, indoctrinate the kiddies and and have them begin to hate America. Is, I mean, is it that much of a conspiracy? Well, I think it's the conspiracy as it is. I think it's very much widespread. I think a lot of this ideology also. Uh, comes from higher education in America, which I think has trickled down to uh, K to 12. And I think our our look, our our system of education, certainly our public system of education, was initially intended to uh, assimilate Americans, to Americanize them, to become citizens of a republic. I think our schools, in in many cases now, uh, do the exact opposite of that. They're unassimilating Americans. They're making Americans. Uh, think that something is fundamentally wrong and broken about their country, that it, it brings cleavages between us. And I think that in many ways, uh, this is one of the most destructive things to a republic that is in many ways incredibly diverse. It's very large in a, in a time in which I think the United States is going to be challenged, I think, by a lot of global superpowers, by a lot of the changes that are going on in this world. Uh, for an American not to have that binding force of our mystic cords of memory through our history, I think it's a dangerous future indeed. I think our, our political, our, our rivals, are certainly our geopolitical ones, see that as a wedge between Americans. And I think it's why we have to go back. We have to defend our history. We have to defend the reason for our existence and, and the things that our country was built on that, that made us great to begin with. And uh, But getting back to the Howard Zinn book, I mean... What what's his uh, saturation? What's the saturation point of that book in, in American schools? I mean, how many how many kids are learning from that book? Um, not the exact I mean, number, I mean, but to what degree is it, is it permeated? 
Well, it, it's permeated, uh, frankly, all levels of the system. I mean, it's it's the, now it's considered it, many sources have said it, it it is now the most widely used textbook uh, in American high schools, which is I think it's quite a stunning fact. I mean, when you consider all the other books about history out there, that this one has has risen to the top. And I think there is a, a large curve. There are interests involved. I mean, again, the Howard Zinn Project has done a very good job of pushing that out there. And now I think we have even other forms of that. I think the New York Times pushing uh, what they call the 1619 Project. They're now using working with the Pulitzer Committee to also push that into curriculum. And that is, I mean, look, if you read through the essays, uh, it's a, it's a very much, it even says right from the beginning, we, we're attempting to reframe American history to say that America is basically based on slavery, that that is, defines the entire American way of life, entirely skipping past uh, what happened in 1776, and has a radically, I think, anti-capitalist uh, message. And I think that that is also something that's being pushed, again, by these institutions, by these pressure groups, so that schools uh, across the country, uh, in all parts of the country, adopt this curriculum and, frankly, indoctrinate young Americans. Amazing. And it's, it's kind of scary to think that there are kids all over America sitting in classrooms uh, this week learning about Thanksgiving from Howard Zinn, a Marxist who doesn't like America or didn't like America. It is quite stunning. And I think, it, you know, it's time, especially, you know, if you are a parent and you are very concerned about this, uh, to be very aware of what, you, what, your, what your child is learning in classrooms. I mean, this is not just happening uh, in places like the San Francisco Bay Area, where I'm from. This is happening around the country. It's in a lot of public schools around the country, even in places where there is a more deeper understanding of patriotism and things like this, this kind of indoctrination is going on. It's why Americans need to be much more aware of this. Unfortunately, a lot of these battles have been lost. Certainly, we've talked about Christopher Columbus, but you know, Thanksgiving, America needs Thanksgiving. It needs these, these binding traditions that are so important uh, for what this country is. Yeah, and um, uh, how much does the war on history play into convincing more young people that socialism is wonderful and capitalism, of course, is evil? Well, I think that's a big part of this whole thing. I think, you know, it would be simply nihilistic to turn Americans against their history for no reason. I think that the reason is ultimately uh, they want to fundamentally transform America. They want to they want to build a new America, a utopian America on the ashes where, you know, all the isms, all the oppressions of the past can be done away with. And all you have to do is, is believe in socialism, which, of course, if you study the history of socialism, you'll know has a history of, of tyranny and I think a connection to racism and things like this. Uh, but many people don't know that. So they're told that, well, socialism is going to fix all these problems. We're all going to work together. Sure we are. Uh, yeah. And it will build a new America. That's, I think, the ideology. Yeah, so um, uh, what's, what's the, I mean, how can people change this? Uh, parents, I don't think too many parents pay close attention to which, uh, who wrote their kids' history books. Um, and as, as should, I mean, you, you've talked about this. You and I have talked about this on the show before. But uh, shouldn't this be something that should be talked about a lot more? Maybe the Republicans should be should be pointing this out more and making this an issue about what's being well, taught in schools. Hundred percent, they should. And that's you know, I I push very hard for for the issue of school choice and things like this. I mean, frankly, that's what my father did years ago. You know, in nineteen in nineteen ninety four. My father approached my teacher about not teaching about the history of D-Day. It was the anniversary, uh, and, and confronted my teacher about this, and he asked me about it, and ultimately pulled me out of the school that I was in because they weren't teaching about American civics. They weren't teaching about the history of D-Day, and I'm very thankful for my parents for, for taking that step. But they were very much concerned with my education. They wanted to ensure that, you know, regardless of, of what I did in life, that I would be a patriotic citizen of my country, and they realized very quickly that my school wasn't doing that they took it upon themselves to to educate me as best as they could and they put me in a school that that would do those things and i think that's why this issue you know needs to be come come to the forefront you know we do need to push for you know education choices for for young americans who are stuck in an environment where the the, the school system won't change they're, they're pushing i think a lot of indoctrination there need to be options for for parents and for for students to to go somewhere else and to put that kind of pressure on these districts to change their policies and not push this kind of indoctrination on young americans yeah, well, I, I, Jared, I really appreciate uh, you being on. It's always good to have you. We're out of time, but uh, I wish more people would pick up on this and check out what your kids are reading in history class. Thanks a lot. 
Thank you very much, and happy Thanksgiving. Same to you. And that's Jarrett Stepman, uh, and he's the author of The War on History, The Com- Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past. And find out what your kids are learning in history in school. See what they told them about Thanksgiving when you see them on Thursday. We'll be back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump pardoned a Thanksgiving turkey and told some impeachment jokes along the way. In a White House tradition going back three decades, the president spared two turkeys from the Thanksgiving table. Today I will issue a pardon to a pair of very handsome birds, Butter and his alternate bread. He also joked that the birds were trained to remain calm under any condition. Which will be very important because they've already received subpoenas to appear in Adam Schiff's basement on Thursday. A reference to Congressman Schiff, who is leading the impeachment inquiry for the House Intelligence Committee. The pardoned turkeys will live out their days at a farm in Virginia. Greg Clugston, the White House. On Wall Street, the Dow by 55 points. The Nasdaq rose 15. The S&P advanced 7. Oil up 40 cents to close at $58.41 a barrel. This is SRN News. Hey, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Quicken Loans is celebrating our best quarter ever. And now we're celebrating some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates are historically low. You may be able to reduce your rate and save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. This is your chance. Pay off some credit card debt or put some money towards that new bathroom or kitchen you've always wanted. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.18%. That's right, 3.99%, APR 4.18%. While we can't predict what will happen in the future, we do know that rates have dropped and now is the time to save money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn how refinancing now may be the right mortgage solution for you. That's 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.375% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states and MLS number 3030. Mike Gallagher. The Mike Gallagher Show. The Democrats are clearly telling us there's only one option here and that is to impeach there's a reason for that i'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president he will get reelected. that's what nancy pelosi is concerned about man oh man i'm so tired of the insanity aren't you the mike gallagher show weekdays at nine right before dennis prager at noon on am 1250 the answer Some window replacement companies offer only one window model that might not meet your taste or budget. At Pella, we determine which window or door style will give you the features you want in three types of materials. Pella has blinds between the glass, innovative screening options, and lots more. Don't settle for a one-window model choice that really is no choice at all. Right now, save 55% off installation or 12 months, no interest, no payments. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Shilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. All month long, the team at Calusi is having a Black Friday sales event. So right now, you could qualify for 20% off select 2019 Silverado Crew Cab or Double Cab pickups or 0% APR financing for up to 72 months plus up to $2,500 in down payment assistance. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Despite the Allegheny County Airport Authority's much ballyhooed and publicly subsidized international flights at Pittsburgh International Airport, passenger numbers for those flights have fallen dramatically. Given how greater Pittsburgh's population continues to fall and that the labor force has shown no net increase since the early 2000s, it will be difficult for local demand for air travel to grow at strong rates. You'll find all the details on this topic and others at AlleghenyInstitute.org. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Outbound 28 is heavy. Veterans Bridge to 40th Street Bridge 
Butler Street to the Highlands Park Bridge, and near Gamma Drive, there's an accident that's also causing a delay. Liberty Bridge outbounds and slowdowns northbound 79 delays from the Parkway north up to 910. Being some delays on the Parkway west outbound Banksville Road to Carnegie and 79 Campbell's Run Road. Starting to see some improvement on the Parkway west, but still busy. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Tonight, cloudy and mild, spotty late-night showers, low 45. Tomorrow, cloudy and windy, a little rain, high 59. Tomorrow night, winds gradually subsiding, mostly cloudy, low 34. Breezy and colder for Thanksgiving Day with clouds and breaks of sun, high 40. Clouds and sunshine for Friday, high 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. We are waiting for a guest uh, who has not uh, answered his phone. We're going to talk about uh, climate change and the U.N.'s report that came out and said that we're all doomed because uh, the Earth's temperature is going to rise. And the countries that are involved, uh, the, the G20 countries who are most responsible for the, for the uh, CO2 and the re- rising of the Earth's temperature are not doing enough. Uh, the U.N. thinks that they need to increase their commitment by five times in order to uh, get the reach the goals that they've set. So uh, we were going to talk to a guest about that, but uh, I haven't been able to get him right now. So uh, we're open for anything. It, uh, you can call me at 844-302-1250. I have some other stuff here, uh, some sports um, that I was going to talk about. Um, and one of them is, the, do, you, do you know that the, the Super Bowl, I, I can remember when everybody was shocked that the uh, Super Bowl was getting like, I don't know, $300,000 for an ad. Well, Fox has the Super Bowl this year. This gives you an idea. We talk about it here every once in a while, about the, the you know, the, uh, the, the, the declining interest possibly in the NFL based on small crowds. And um, the Super Bowl is on Fox this year. And this gives you an idea of how healthy the NFL still is. All 77 units for this coming Super Bowl in February, I don't even remember what number it is, whatever Super Bowl it is, uh, it is, I think it's 44, I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, 77 units, that's 77 30-second commercials. They're already sold out. It's quickest they've ever been sold out. And each 30-second commercial, are you ready? $5.6 million. That's what... The Super Bowl is going for these days. A 30-second commercial, $5.6 million. Um, and uh, it's still 10 weeks until the game. And uh, it's, it's sold out. The, it's the first time that the, the entire game has been sold out this quickly ever. And um, that gives you an idea of the kind of money floating around for the NFL. And, and just you think about how much money... Fox paid to uh, the NFL to do the Super Bowl. So I saw that today, and then there's another uh, something that I found pretty interesting that kind of ties in with that. There was a piece on Forbes the other day about women and how they impact the bottom line of the uh, sports world in major ways. Uh, and it says here it's uh, that, that women have... Uh, the, the facts showing that women have fewer opportunities to play don't support the idea that women are actually power players in sports. But it's true. Women are, in fact, having a major impact on the money surrounding sports. And here's how. According to Market Watch, in the 12-month period from 2016 to 2017, uh, Americans spent a total of $108 billion in sports, $56 billion on sporting events, $33 billion on sports equipment, and $19 billion on gym memberships. $19 billion spent on gym memberships. And I'd say that uh, about, I don't know, $18.5 billion of that is wasted because people don't use them. But anyway, that's just a guess. But uh, but guess who controlled how that $108 billion was spent? That would be women. Uh, they have a purchasing power that ranges from 5 to $15 trillion. 
Women, uh, 74.9% of whom are the primary spenders in their homes, control 60% of all personal wealth in the United States. Did you know that? 74% are the primary spenders in their homes. They control 60% of all personal wealth in the U.S. That means that even though men might uh, pack the stadiums, and they're not doing a great job of doing that lately, a lot of empty seats at games, Women are responsible for most of the decisions related to how money is being spent in the sports industry. Uh, I didn't know this because I don't belong to a gym. I have my own gym in my house, just a, which is not much, uh, not that elaborate. But I don't, I don't, you know, I, going to a gym, you got to get in the car and drive there. I, I did that for a while, and I, I just don't like doing it. But, uh, but it says here that the women decide the family's gym membership. And whether to buy those season uh, tickets that uh, that are being used or not being used at uh, Steeler games and other NFL games, they purchase the latest sneakers for their kids and they swipe their cards for the fan gear. So, uh, and then the fan gear, women are responsible for carving out and growing a new wave of apparel in sports ath- athleisure. Uh, that's athleisure is performance based casual wear. That's yoga pants and. Cute tanks. I don't know what a cute tank is, but I guess, Aaron, you might know what that is. Um, but it's been slowly taking over the $26.8 billion women's sportswear industry. Brands have been slow to fall in line with developing women-centered products in a run for their money. In fact, Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour don't dominate women's activewear as they do in the men's division. But it's just it's amazing that women... Uh, are spending so much money, and I and I saw uh, I saw a um, uh, uh, some uh, some numbers on the number of women uh, or the popular shows among women, the most popular TV shows among women, and believe it or not, I think uh, I don't have it in front of me here, but I'm pretty sure that um, NFL games, the Sunday night game, and some of the Sunday afternoon games were the most pop, most popular shows among women uh, these days. And that's a huge, huge change. Now, I don't know how much uh, – you know, those, those ratings are great, but how many of those ratings are based on people watching, their, watching a game while they're having a big party, and how many of them are uh, women actually sitting down and really watching the games? How many, how many women have fantasy teams? But um, the thing is, women uh, are – they're, they are watching the games, and that's a big change from, um, I don't know, when I was a kid, my, I can tell you one thing. My mother never never thought to watch uh, a Steeler game, but a lot of women watching them now. So women are watching, women are spending money, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a change. And uh, $5.6 million for a 30-second commercial. Now, one thing I would watch... I don't pay much attention to the commercials on TV, but I don't see, for all these women who are watching and spending money, I don't see a lot of commercials in NFL games directed directly at women. They don't see any women's products being advertised specifically. I mean, obviously a car or something like that is for everybody, but I don't, I don't see them going after women all that much. Let's go to the phones, and uh, Elaine, you have uh, something on climate change. Yes, please. May we go back to that subject? Sure. Okay. Uh, Should you get your guest on in a future program, please bring this up to him. Uh, My source is the Astronomy Magazine, and it was in this past decade, and I don't remember how many years back. And I believe it was a spring issue. I used to receive both Astronomy and Discover, and it could have been in either one or I think it was even in both what I'm about to tell you. Our Earth, our geophysicists have discovered our Earth's core is heating up. Uh-oh. It is, yes, it is now uh, at the um, 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, quote, the exact temperature of the surface of the sun, close quote. So if puny humanity thinks we're having anything to do with the Earth uh, change, with the climate change, the warming of the Earth, I have news for them. The Earth's core is heating up, according to our scientists. So what does that mean? It's not our fault? It's not humans' fault? Would you believe? It's not, so... No. 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 Well, imagine that. And also, 
also, uh, again, a few years ago, again, Astronomy Magazine, all of, and the scientists are perplexed as to discover what's causing this. All of the planets in our solar system are warming up, and they don't know why. The astrophysicists can't figure this out. They've measured all the, all the planets, yeah, and they're well. all, like, not just our Earth. Yeah, they're going to need to uh, get the people on those other planets to stop driving their cars. They got to get electric cars up there on uh, Pluto. Right, right. So hey, anyway, you can bring that uh, if you wouldn't mind bringing those two subjects up to him, and uh, I will. He, yeah, because uh, the Earth's core is the one that really well, actually both, because there's something going on. Um, I guess. Many years, many years ago, do you recall the Russian scientists saying that there was a, um, oh, what did they call it? I don't know if it was gamma or not. I don't remember. And it was coming from deep space, and they didn't know from where, from whence it was coming, but it was heading in our direction, and we were, you know, going to be enfolded into it. And yeah. I don't know whether that... Uh, that, one I, that one I don't remember. I try not to worry too much about those <laughs> things, because I don't have a whole lot of control over gamma rays that might kill exactly. me. Well, you know what, John, that, that's the point I'm trying to make. Our yeah. Earth's core is heating up. That's the exact, I could quote, you know, quote, heating up, close quote. Well, and then the other statement that I made, uh, you know, the 10,000, remember that temperature, 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, again, quote, the exact temperature of the surface of the sun. Wow. Well, hey, hey uh, Elaine, thanks for the call. You're quite welcome. Thank and, you. And we'll be right back. living in a very successful, affluent society for many people, yet it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or, or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. Are you willing to go through another season with cold and drafty windows or doors? Well, you don't have to. Pella has the best sale of the year going on right now. 55% off installation or 12 months, no interest, no payments. Energy efficiency, noise control. Plus, we are certified best for kids. Our warranties are the best in the business and expert installation too. It's Pella on sale right now. Call 888-78-PELLA or PellaPittsburgh.com. Whether you're a candidate looking to advance your career or a company looking to advance your business, Advanced Sourcing Concepts is your bridge to success. Advanced Sourcing Concepts matches highly qualified workers with highly reputable companies. Advanced Sourcing Concepts brings a high-touch approach to human resources. As a candidate, your personal recruiter works with you to find opportunities that best fit your goals. For employers, they're your private talent scout, letting you focus on business while they find the first draft picks to deepen your bench. A certified woman-owned company, Advanced Sourcing Concepts has built a strong reputation for providing top quality talent for direct hire, contract to hire, and project-based positions here at home and across the nation and are recognized by Recruit Military as a veteran hiring leader. Visit ASCPeople.com for active job postings. Then call 412-415-5090 and cross your bridge to success. 412-415-5090 at ASCPeople.com. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy, there's nothing to install, 
no long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. Community Bank. City Mission. Number One Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250. The answer. Okay, uh, we're back. And I... (laughs) We've spent a lot of time here talking about the transgender insanity that's out there with uh, people, um, women having to compete against men in sports and um, being told that men can have periods and men can have babies. And the ACLU, I just saw it the other day, maybe today, the ACLU uh, has the ACLU, which is supposed to be, I mean, I don't agree with just about anything they've ever done, but um, they have they're supposed to be pretty smart. And they sent out a tweet about men are men, whether they have and men can have babies and men can men can have periods. And I mean, that that was a tweet that they put out. This is the ACLU. That's how far this has gone. So somebody up on YouTube, somebody came up, uh, discovered this from Monty Python. I I'll have to find out when we run the video, which Aaron, which movie is it from? Does it say is it? uh, Okay, we're not sure what movie. But anyway, this is like 40 years ago, and it's Monty Python, and you have to hear the conversation that all these men are having. And who knew that Monty Python, which was, they made their living based on absurdity and things that couldn't ever possibly happen in the real world. Listen to this. You always on about women, Stan. I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. But why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. I've got a womb. Where's the fetus going to just take? You're going to keep it in a box? Yeah, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that you can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister. Sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. The sick thing about that is it could have been written yesterday by somebody who was completely serious. Everything in there, everything that these idiots are talking about. That's from the life of Brian, by the way. Everything in that bit is taken 100% seriously right now. And you're not allowed, according to the political correctness people, you are not allowed to think that's funny if someone, even if one of your kids, happens to say exactly what Monty, the people from Monty Python were saying in that movie. If they say that, you're supposed to nod your head and go, well, yes, uh, that's very nice and... You know, I'm 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 woke, and I I agree with you, and I think it's wonderful that you found your identity. That was I don't know what year the life of Brian was in, but it's like it's like seventy nine, forty exactly forty years ago. And who I mean, seriously, I was around in nineteen seventy nine and old enough that I don't I, I think I saw the movie, but um, imagine somebody watching that and then going into a coma, laughing at that, and going into a coma and waking up yesterday. 
and looking around to see what's going on. Uh, there's a, uh, I, I think I told you about this yesterday. There's a, um, just Google um, Australia handball Hannah H A N N A H transgender. If you, when you see this. The, the story, but you have to see the pictures because you have to see the picture of this person whose whose name is Hannah, who says that he is a woman. He's six two two twenty five, and and when he when he, there's a video of him with the uh, other girls on the team, and they go to give him a high five, they have to jump up because his his hands are so he can't he can't give him a high five. It has, it has to be a low five, and nobody does it anymore. So. Uh, just check that out. But Monty Python, forty years ago, was was right on with this. I, I'd like to talk to one of those guys and ask them about that bit and what they think of it, about it now. And um, I'm surprised that it hasn't surfaced before now. Uh, you know that somebody hasn't used it uh, with all this insanity going on with the transgender stuff. Well, I got a couple minutes left. I may as well get my, uh, two cents in here on the Steelers quarterback situation. In case you haven't heard, Mike Tomlin, um, announced today that, uh, uh, Devlin Hodges will be, um, the quarterback on Sunday against the Browns. He gets the job over, uh, Mason Rudolph and, um, I, I was. I actually thought that it was going to be Rudolph. I'm a little surprised that he went with uh, Hodges, but uh, Rudolph has been terrible. And but what everybody has to understand is that I don't care who the quarterback is, include I don't care who it is, Johnny Unitas or Lamar Jackson or Ben Roethlisberger, they would stink with this offense, with the team that, that Rudolph was out there playing against. Now, that doesn't mean that he couldn't have done better or shown more and uh, that didn't deserve to lose his job. But um, Duck Hodges came in, and he did nothing. He threw one pass. It was a nice throw. And the guy delivered one of the greatest stiff arms in Steelers history and turned it into a, I think it was a 79-yard touchdown. Duck didn't have a lot to do with that. He, he completed a pass. And the rest of the night, he was 4 for 10 for 39 yards. So that's not good. So I, I, he, he didn't win the job because he came in and looked great. He won the job because he didn't look as bad as Rudolph did. And that's Rudolph losing the job. And that's what happened. So... That's who you got on Sunday. Mason Rudolph uh, is on the bench, and Duck Hodges will be playing quarterback. Well, uh, I'm sorry we didn't have a guest here for the second half, and I had to tap dance here, but that's what you have to do sometimes in radio. But you know what's good about it? I got a chance to play that Monty Python video, which I was looking for an opportunity to do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.